Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Selena. Content warnings for this episode include, but are not limited to, mentions of an explosive device, fire, violence, near-death experience, fantasy violence, betrayal, complex relationships, and tense situations. These contents are named in the beginning of our episode for those viewers who think that they may not be able to handle these mentally, which is absolutely okay. We care about your mental health as much as you care about our content. Please take care of yourself and skip this episode if you feel that you cannot and refuse to deal with any of these contents. And on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queers and Spears Presents the World of Saluna SideQuest Bottom Step. I am your modest game master, CJ, and today we jump back into the finale of the Sacred Seven. Last we left our adventurers, they found a injured scientist by the name of Papa Witherwood, who escaped called because she was the main druid in charge of breaking down and studying Nuna's grace and had successfully done so before she realized that she was a tool in somebody else's game. Quickly realizing that with three days journey ahead of them and only two days left on the timer, our adventurers sprinted towards Cald, desperate to get there in time, desperate to save their friends. After following Freya and the map that he had painted in his mind, using the thoughts of Papa, which he initially gave over freely, you quickly make your way to the laboratories beneath the main hall, where R has just stepped forward into the room where the machine takes place and is currently standing, turns, and throws a fireball at you all. Go ahead and roll initiative. Um, CJ, question. Um, yes. So for the first question is, is um, as a reaction, can Achilles defend 
Oriana from this? As a reaction, unfortunately, not at this time because you are all under this surprised condition. He cannot be surprised, though. I can't be surprised. Except for Freya. And, no, and no. is your, your construct, Achilles, too? Yeah, they're vigilant. They cannot be surprised. Okay. So well he then, can protect her. Yes, he can protect. So Achilles and Freya, is anyone else not able to be surprised? I'm checking something. Hold on. I also got a nat 20 plus 9 for my initiative. Incredible. Um, let me roll my initiative. Okay, never mind. It doesn't do that. R. 15 for Melanoe. Uh, that's going to be an 18 for Oriana. Incredible. That's a 12 for Encina. Actually, no, wait. Do, I don't think I can use... Can I use my lucky with that? Actually, CJ, question. Mm -hmm. Does my aura of protection apply to initiative rolls or not? I believe it's for ability checks and saving throws, so not initiative. Okay. Just wanted to check. I got 19 for initiative. Awesome. Oh, uh, CJ, 19. I also meant to ask, because Oriana was given, um, was uh, casted invisibility upon her, will that remain? It is going to depend on a constitution check from Freya. Because I believe invisibility is concentration, right, Freya? Yes. So we will wait for the damage on R for the DC on that con constitution saving throw for your spell. Not, wouldn't it be Freya who's maintaining the concentration? Yes, so it's mm -hmm. it'll be depending on how much damage Freya takes from the blast, from the fireball. And since I'm being... If Orion can be protected since Achilles cannot be surprised by this... Will he take the damage for me? It is within five feet, so that that kind of implies melee. And wait, no, if the you know, on the attack of one creature, you can see, yeah, within five feet. So it would just be imposing disadvantage on it hitting you instead of taking the damage. Okay. So it'll still be with disadvantage on that one. So that's just on Oriana. So go ahead and roll to hit R. Well, it, it's or, not it's a roll to hit. Save. It's a, a deck saving throw from everyone in the circle. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Then everyone go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. And You need to hit 17. Uh, question... Do we have Freya's plus two and then Encina's plus three? Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, so you get a plus five, five altogether. Or is Wrath the extra emotion? Because now you get two emotions. I'm sorry. What was the plus to that? I uh, Wrath was my first emotion. 
So it's a plus what? five from me and Encina. <laughs> okay, so I've got an 18. I got a 17! I made it to beat it! Yes! Eat shit. It will be half damage on a save, by the way. I don't give a shit. Click clack got a 32. Oh, Hell yeah! Damn. Holy fuck! <laughs> Uh, oh, Ranger, Freya, you you want that? Freya, Freya got a uh, Freya got an eighteen. Eighteen, so you passed. Meet it to be. And Cena got. And Cena got a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay, who here did not make seventeen? I think we all beat it. <laughs> I think we all beat it. So it's all gonna just be half damage. R. All right, I'll do the calculation. Oh wait, do does uh, Achilles need to take? Did you do it too? He's in the fire, he takes the damage. Yeah, okay, hold <laughs> yeah. on, hold on, hold on. I just got it. Did I get so anything for almost doubling the DC? No. <laughs> Actually, that's a Okay, well, Achilles got a 30, so. <laughs> nice. Alright. So, one, nine, fourteen. How'd you get a 30? A nat 20 plus. Uh, the five on Dex and five from everybody else. Five and yeah. Dex? still Defender? Yep. Wait, what? Yeah. He's a plus uh, five on the Dex saving throws. Alright. I don't know how, it just says so. <laughs> I rolled an 18. I have You're a plus counting nine too much. saving throws and the five counting. You, you need to stop counting. Why? So the total damage was a 42 divided Jeez. by half is 21 each. Awesome. So everyone takes 21 damage. That's cool. I'm going to use my stones endurance. So we'll see. What's uh so what's what's the concentration check DC? Um it is going to be it's 10 plus half. Uh yes, yeah, so 21. Oh Fuck, okay. I get a... Okay, I get a plus eight. Okay. To this save. And with a 14, I make it. I'm still concentrating, baby. Get right, fucked, so R. You maintain concentration on the invisibility. Um, R, you still have the rest of your turn. Fun! Um, you do have that held action. Held action? Oh, I get yeah. a second action. Well, the not held action, but the the held uh, story. Uh, yeah, you're talking got. about the tail. Yes, the tail. So I think though. So right now I still have a bonus action and movement, correct? Yes. Okay. So R is going to do let's see with ours bonus action he will put a hex on let's give it to encina how about eating so shit you, have you considered no, that we're good no, I'm okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> I place a curse on you. <laughs> What's the curse, bitch? 
Every time I deal damage to you, take an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. You also have disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability that I choose. And I'm going to give you dex disadvantage. Okay, cool. And Cena will remember this. And then R is going to make so, his way into the, into, the, into the room. Okay. So you get about halfway into the room, R, as you're the first person to see the room. This magnificent machine in front of you that you had only read in letters from Jupiter is built. The scribblings on the letters that you had received over time has come to fruition in front of you. This whirring, humming, glowing machine that seems to already be ticking down. Love to see it. Awesome. So now we're going to go ahead. Uh, Freya, you get... Uh, uh, not Sorry, not Freya. Um, uh, R, how far did you initially move into the room before you casted Fireball? I think I would have just stepped right in, because to surprise them, I would have opened the door and immediately tried to throw the fireball back, you know? Okay, so, so you are probably... I would say I would, I would move now 30 feet from the entrance. Okay, so you are currently 40 feet from the entrance. Okay. You stepped about 10 feet in, which is still arm's length, but still enough gas to give you uh, space to light up your adventuring party. Fantastic. And now we go to the top of the initiative order at Freya. Okay. Um, first things Freya is going to do. Freya is going to standing jump 15 feet forward. Mm -hmm. And then sprint full speed at R. Okay. And take is two attacks on him. Is jump an action? Nope. I have mirthful leaps. I can jump my uh, strength score with no added okay. Uh, movement. Okay. Sounds good. Jump's part of so, movement. It's not an action. Freya, just to give you a heads up, as mm -hmm. you attack R, you have disadvantage on your attack rolls. Okay. Uh, so the first one is a 25. Okay. With the disadvantage? Oh, fuck, damn. <laughs> yeah. I have a plus 10 to hit with my glaive. Okay. And I rolled a nat 20 and a 15. Uh, okay. And the second one is a 24. Okay. Okay. So Both hit. Uh, the first one is, uh, hold on, math. Uh, first one is 23 points of damage. Eight of them are necrotic damage. Uh, and the second one is, um, 18 points, and four of them are, uh, necrotic. And okay. with my bonus action, I will go into a rage. I would like to use my reaction, please. Of course. 
and I will teleport 30 feet away. You teleport 30 feet away, and as further you into the room, you go further into the room, further towards the group of people who were speaking, whom are you recognize one of them as Jupiter. And after Freya's turn has passed, he's going to use a legendary action to heal you for 33 points. Fun. Up next is Click Clack. How big is this room and how far outside of it is Click Clack? Click Clack, you are just outside of the room. The room itself is about 100 feet by 100 feet in total. The entire middle of the room is taken up by the structure of this machine, about 50 by 50 in the middle. So it is like a donut-shaped battlefield with the main machine component in the very middle. If I use my dash action, would I be able to execute the plan I told you about? You can attempt. Okay. <laughs> uh, in that case, uh, Click Clack is going to briefly look at Encina and say, <laughs> uh, protect beep. And Click Clack is going to take the dash action and run headfirst. <laughs> How far can you get with the dash action? Uh, his walking speed is 40. 40, so that's 80 feet total. You are able to be next to R and also the rest of the people that are within this room as well, which you can see are eight people who seem to be wearing long red robes with markings across their face and arcane symbols going down the sleeves of these robes and a large satyr man with shaggy gray auburn skin. One eye slashed out and completely gone and the other a crystal clear purple. So you are within striking range. Cool. <laughs> um, Click Clack is going to take the portable hole that he found and is going to shove it <laughs> into the bag of holding that he stole off of No Way in her sleep. And reading the description of the portable hole, 
placing a portable hole inside an, an extra dimensional space created by a bag of holding or similar item instantly destroys both items and opens a gate into the astral plane. The gate originates from where one item was placed inside the other. Any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through it and deposited in a random location on the astral plane. The gate then closes. The gate is one way only and can't be reopened. Okay. So you put the stolen bag of holding inside your portable hole. R, can you please give me a dexterity saving throw? Sure. And then I'll also add inspiration just in case it's a really high DC. The one I got from Oriana. 25 total. 25 total. So, 25 was exactly the DC for a near impossible thing to miss this. Only four of the eight mages in here passed this incredibly high dexterity check. Are you passed? And so did Jupiter. But you watch as Click Clack runs. You all watch as Click Clack runs head first without thinking, or maybe with thinking, with a plan, runs head first into this pile of people. You watch from behind as he shoves one object into another and Click Clack and four of the mages disappear. R, it is your turn in initiative. Hey. You see that Jupiter so, has just made it out of this near just life ruining altercation that could have just transpired. Y you were almost blasted into God knows where it could have been. But you see Jupiter looks over to you and grins. I think R is going to, let's see, I would like to use my bonus action first. Okay. And I'll be using another Bardic Inspiration to come up with another tale. Okay. So... Uh, and just for those at home, how my tails work, unless it says so, it takes a bonus action to create a tail, 
and an action to use one, unless it's special like the runaway, where it uses reactions instead. Okay. I have developed the tale of the traveler. Mm. All right. Fun. So we have that. And I'm thinking. It'll be more beneficial if I do this. I'm going to drop my concentration on Hex. Okay. Which is a shame. But, and cast Hunger of Hadar at third level. Okay. So Hunger what of Hadar that? has, yep, it has a 150 foot to place. Mm -hmm. And it's a 20-foot sphere again. Okay. So, uh, uh, you should be able to hit everybody. Except for Freya, right? Because Freya, Freya ran forward. Yes. Yeah. So, R is just going to have a smile on his face as he puts his hands together and opens a gateway to the dark between the stars. A region infested with unknown horrors. In the twenty-foot sphere of blackness and bitter cold, a bitter cold appears, centered on the point with range and lasting for the duration. Uh, let's see. This void is filled with the cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that can be heard up to thirty feet. No light, magical or otherwise, can illuminate the area, and creatures fully within the area are blinded. So that should be everyone. Uh, the Void creates a warp in the fabric of space, and the area is difficult terrain. So it, it, to get out, it's harder. And any creature starting their turn in the space takes 2d6 cold damage. Any creature ending its turn in the space takes 2d6 acid damage, but they need to pass a dexterity check. Brutal. Okay, so and then I um, think that will be our turn. Yeah, that seems to be everything. Up next in initiative is Jupiter. Jupiter stands up from prone after diving out of the way and stands and looks at all of you and stops when he matches eyes or I with both Freya and Noe. Specifically Freya and his purple eyes catch him off guard. You see he cackled wholeheartedly a deep bellied laugh as he looks you dead in the eye and he's like, so you found me, little brother. Well, now that you have found me, what is it that you think you can do? More than what I have already done? More than I have already tried to do? This is the only solution to keeping this infection 
from spreading across this world, from taking over this globe, from taking command of everything! This flower will save us. And in the ashes, we will be reborn again. Hmm. Simon, it's time to go. Mages! And here I thought you were better than our father. I am. I'm actually doing something. He turns no. away from you. You're making orders a his archmages to gather around the machine the remaining four archmages. As Jupiter spends his whole turn collecting R and ordering his archmages, cast a spell that is beyond all of your comprehension on the machine. The outside of it glitters and shines. A white blanket of magic encases the machine. Anyone, if they would like to, may roll an arcana check. Well, actually, you guys are all blind. Freya, Not me. you can roll an arcana check. <laughs> That is a dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you hung around your soothsayer, your Lenlock soothsayer, Exralia, for long enough to help bear your time that you maybe get a grasp of what this could possibly be. But you're not 100% certain, because you are not a wizard. And while Exralia talked your ear off, I'm sure it went one in one ear and out the other as you were racing towards outside to once again practice your striking. But to you, this looks like an anti-magic field. So... There's one thing. There's only two people it goes in one ear and out the other for. And Exralia was not one of them. Freya paid attention to every single person in that castle, except for his father and Janice. And Exralia has talked about anti-magic fields, correct? He has. It's a very powerful magic that helps protect anything within it from anything magical. Anything. Well, it's a good thing Freya was never really a spellcaster or one that worried about it. I think his, his grip just tightens on his slave at this point. And I think at this point he's deciding go after the machine or go after and he's sitting there in indecision and that's all I will say until my turn. 
Go ahead, Freya. The only one with sight at this moment. Please give me your last opportunity at an insight check on Jupiter. I'm going to add a blood dice. Okay. That is a 28 plus four plus two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I rolled a 19 on the die. <laughs> I have a plus nine to insight, a four on the blood die, and a plus two from my aura. Wow. Freya. On a 34, I believe. The purple eyes are just like yours. Just like your father's. Jupiter looks to be about 200 years old. Not too much older than your older brother. In this moment, you realize a few things. You realize, and on a 34, because this is insane, you realize that this person is in fact your brother, your half-brother, born of Eros and some other woman 200 years ago when the war was just ending before you and your mother settled and built a country together and built a family together, having you and Janice and Aphrodite and everybody else. Your father had a son out of wedlock and this man, Jupiter, is the rightful heir to the throne in Lenlock by blood. And on a 32 insight check, you see he has striking similarities to your father. Quick to anger, the same fur, the same furrow in his brow. And all you can do is watch as he uses a legendary action <clears throat> to give both himself and R a potion and they both disappear. Up next in initiative is Woe. So the current scene, as you can't see because you are currently blinded, is blinded me again? Uh, a spell from R. Uh, was there no save? Uh, you, uh, you take damage at the start and at the end. What makes us blinded? It's a uh, it's hunger of Hadar. It's literally just a a twenty foot black ball, and if you're inside the ball, you're blinded. I see. Yeah. So it says any creature that starts its turn in the area takes two d six cold damage. Okay. So you can go ahead and um, roll that damage, R. 
Four. Four. So four damage. Whoa. Um, the area I believe is also difficult terrain, if I'm remembering correctly. Are correct. Um, so whoa, you can blindly get to the edge of this darkness. I'm unaffected by the not- terrain. Oh, you are not. So you'll be able to peek out. You will be able to get ten feet out of this darkness with your movement. Was it, I mean, centered on me? Stop it being Sarja. It was centered on the whole party, essentially. <laughs> Hang on. Not that this? Yeah, okay. We got it. <laughs> um, it was centered on me? Uh, it was centered on your entire party. So it's affected everyone around you. So the only person not affected by this blindness right now is Freya, because he jumped and ran uh farther away from the party it's a 20 foot cube so right 30 feet of movement so i could get out of it exactly okay um i'm gonna cast uh guardian of nature though first and foremost okay what's up there oh and i'm doing that as a bonus action lovely takes a bonus action. Uh, and of course, I'm choosing the great tree form, so I turn into the giant tree again. Lovely. We love that. Um, it looks a little bit like Treely. That's good. <laughs> that's real good. Uh, I guess I try to move out of the, the fog. Let's see what I can yes. see. Yes, so after moving out of the fog, you you have an additional 10 feet of movement after peeking outside of that fog. But what you see are four mages concentrating on a spell that is cloaking this large ticking machine that is in the center of this room. <laughs> I don't like technology. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, but do I, I don't see R anymore, do I? No, you don't see R or the large booming voice that you heard that was speaking to Freya, because I'm sure you would have heard it. Sort that out later. Is there any other enemies, Archmages? Yes, the four Archmages, which are concentrating on this spell. Gotcha, and how far are they from me? Um, they are currently uh, surrounding the actual um, the machine itself. So there's going to be one close to you, and they'll be. Let's see, you came into the, the thirty feet. Uh, they should be within ten feet from you. Oh, am I next to Freya? Um, you can move closer to Freya. I think Freya went like forty-five feet, right? Uh, yeah, I jumped, like, yeah, 40 feet or so. run back to attack R, who is real close to us? No, R moved away, and I moved towards him. Oh. And then um, I teleported but, further away. But, uh, if 
you are, um, I can, as a reaction, well, I want to give you a one of my burden die. Um, so you can add a d10 of poison damage to one of your attacks. Oh, I'll just do that right now. I'm going to thorn whip uh, the guy closest to me, closer to me. Absolutely, go for it. So it is an attack roll. They take 1d6 or 2d6 because it's higher level. And then I guess another 1d10 after that. So is it a 16 to hit? That hits. Okay. It's 11 damage. 11 damage total. 10 feet toward me. Okay, perfect. We're Does that break concentration? I'm going to roll that now. That's 10 plus half. They did succeed that. So they do not break concentration. They still, you see as your thorn whip reaches out with this like new like thread of inky blackness that you have used and learned to control and learned so much about on your journey through the powers of the nature that you have explored from the very beginning. Your vine whip has grown in strength and in girth as you wrap around this archmage and yank him closer to you within striking range of you. And he still did not break concentration. You see as his body almost doubles over in half, his hands falter for a moment, but the concentration, the magic is still strong. Is there anything else you would like to do, Well, That's all I can do. Okay. Oriana, you are up next. You have a 30-foot speed. You? Are you affected by difficult terrain at this moment? I think you are. I am, but I have a question. Yes. So, because I have my still defender, whose turn I believe is after mine, Mm -hmm. can he go first? Yes, you're welcome to have him go first. Okay. Real so quick, they both take 2d6 cold damage from the darkness. Ah, yes. Can a still defender take that kind of damage? Um, let's just go ahead and say uh, yes. They can take this damage. Alright. Fucking okay, alright, three damage. Yay. That's all fine. Right. Okay. So you are able to just peek out um oh well you still wanted your defender to go first so what would you like them to do so what he's gonna do is he gets 40 feet of speed okay uh he's gonna pick up oriana and uh is she can she get on his back yes uh give me a um dexterity check okay with with disadvantage because you are blind all right hold on Uh, that is going to be a 11. 11. An 11 is enough to barely grab onto one of the, like, steel-plated ridges on the back of this long, six-legged fox with horns growing out of the top of its head. You are able to find it in the dark, grab hold, and it is able to take you the 40 feet. That will get you within 10 feet 
of the machine. Okay. Uh, am I out of the... How close am I to the mages now? You are... Uh, you are... Have... Your defender has taken you past the one mage that was around you. The other three are kind of like surrounding this machine in like a, a in, in a different quarter, like they've spread out. Um, but you have one that is close to you, but you did pass them. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Actually, I, before you make up your mind on like using your actions and stuff, can I just have you roll an investigation check for me? Oh, absolutely, I'd be happy to. Yikes. Uh, that's going to be, do some math here, a 13? A 13. So on a 13, um, actually, uh, uh, Achilles is going to give you advantage on that. Oh, yay. So let me roll again. Oh, that's much better. Uh, that is going to be, let me do some math here. Uh, da, 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 da. That's going to be a 19 instead. A 19. Awesome. So on a 19, you study this machine. You have worked with parts and with metal for as long as you can remember and as long as you can remember gaining a sense of hand-eye coordination. As you approach closer to this machine, you can hear the ticking just in the back of your mind and out loud all around you as you take a closer look at what this machine actually is. And as you look closer, it is not perfectly built. It does not have like an outer shell to protect it. All its wires and things are shown, but there are a lot of wires. And you could probably if you go in there and study and spend your time studying which wires to cut, you could probably turn this off. But as you look, you do see the timer at 18 seconds. Okay. Okay. Let me think here for a second. Okay. Just to let you know, you do have enough movement to get to the machine. Okay. Well, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for... We don't have time to study. You don't have time for that. So Oriana is going to move towards that machine. And she's going to draw her rapier. Okay. And she's going to slash and just begin slashing at the machine. Are you going to be doing this carefully? Or are you doing this in a sense of panic to try and get it to stop. 
She's too rational to not at least put some thought into it. She can think quickly. She's going to use what knowledge she has to aid her and begin cutting what she believes will be the most important. Okay. So you're going to be giving me a tinker's tools check. So this is okay. going to be a your sleight of hand plus your proficiency bonus. So I believe for you, Oriana, that is a plus seven. Yes. I'm going to let you know the DC to hit the correct wires is 23. Okay. If you roll a 17 or lower, you will be hitting an incorrect wire and you will lose a turn for the entire combat. That's okay. Um, so your goal use, is to get can above I use my, Can I use my luck? Um, stone during this. I believe you can, because a Tinker's Tools, I believe, is an ability check, which you can add that to. Okay, so that's plus eight. Cool, so plus eight. So a okay. nine is the bare minimum you need. So before I do this, because Achilles did not finish his turn, he didn't get a chance to attack. Of course. I'm going to go ahead and have him attack one of the mages. Okay. The the closer one, right? The one you passed by? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll to attack. Okay. Let me get back to his stuff. Um, all right, let me go ahead and roll for him. Uh, that is going to be a 22. 22. So you slash into it, cutting wires. Oh, no, that was, uh, for, that was for Achilles. That was for Achilles. Oh, oh, to hit. Yes, 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 yes. My bad, my bad. No, it's yes, okay. I hit. wish I got. I hope I get a twenty-two. I hope, but no. Yeah, he he goes to attack first, and then um, that's gonna be a one d eight plus four force damage. Beautiful. Um. So let's roll that. Okay, that is just gonna be a five. A 25. No, just a 5. Uh, in damage. damage. Oh, 5. 5 damage. Beautiful, beautiful. Alright, so you would do 5 damage to this arc. Um, fantastic. And now, it is your turn. Yes. So you go All ahead right. and give me that Thieves tool. So remember, trying to hit a 23 for a successful 1 of 3 wires you need to cut. Can I ask a question? Yes. I have a bonus attack. Can I, instead of taking two attacks, can I instead use that for advantage? I will allow you to do that. You get no All bonus right. action, but you do get advantage. Okay. Oh. What? Well, bonus attack. Um. 
I'm going to say, first, I'm so sorry. You are going to be rolling this flat because you already had disadvantage because you are exhausted. Oh, that's right. Okay. But do I still get my pluses? Yes, you still get all of your pluses, okay. but you are rolling As long as flat. I got that eight. As long as I got that eight. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Hold on. Is, is there something I can expend? Because I got a 16. You always have blood dice. I do have blood dice. How close am I to Freya? Is Freya close enough to maybe tweet? It doesn't it? do attack rolls. Okay. Then, and you are you sure I can't use my second attack as advantage? It so using your bonus action to give you advantage is what is canceling out your disadvantage. Okay. What? Okay. Ah, all right. Um. I wanted to avoid using blood dice as much as I could. But. I'm going to use blood dice. What do I need to roll for blood dice? So you can take one d6 and add that to your. All right. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm just, I'm so close. Okay, that's going to be six. That's going to put it at a 22. I did my math right. Oh, did you, did you not catch that? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, I apologize. Oh. What was your total? So she got six, which will put it at a 22, I believe. 22. Okay. So with a 22, you slash in and cut wires. You heave with all of your might using all of the force of your entire action to heave into this machine as precisely as you can feeling exhausted from the night before, knowing the trials you had to go through to get here. And with a 23, you slice open an air vent that starts spraying this cool air out into the open. The timer remains unchanged. Okay. All right, well, we'll keep at it. Uh, we'll end my turn then. Noe, it is your turn. How far, like, what is around her right now? So Noe currently is surrounded by darkness. She's going to have to use 20 of her speed, of her uh, movement, in order to get out of that darkness. Well, actually, you can only move half. Are, are you affected by difficult terrain, Noe, at all? I don't believe so. Yeah, I think that's a satyr thing, right, Freya? That you're not affected by difficult terrain? Yeah. I think that's a satyr thing. So you're able to get out of the darkness. I'll just say you're uh, able really to get out. Yes. She needs to take 2d6 ice damage real quick. 
Yes. 2d6 for Noe. Eight. Eight. Me? Confident eight. Yep, that's for you. Okay. For starting your turn in the dark void. Okay. Um, so you are able to move 20 feet out of the darkness and finally get your eyes on what is happening around you. You hear, you heard everything that had happened, everything that Jupiter had said, you know, screaming at your son. But as you come out of the darkness, Jupiter and R are nowhere to be seen. There is a semi-injured archmage directly in front of you who is concentrating on a spell that is encasing the magical uh final solution machine in a arcanic blanket um what would you like to do i mean the only thing i can do is go towards the mage in the middle there <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead. Uh, do you want to attack? Yes, might as well. All right, go for it. Okay, I'm just going to hit that bitch with my greatsword. Absolutely. Uh, that's a t 14 to hit. That hits? Yes. And I be believe you also have a second attack if you wanted to use that. I think you have two attack actions. Like I hit damage yeah, you twice? Can hit, you can hit them. Yes, exactly. So you can try and hit them again with your greatsword. So try another hit, GC? Yes. Okay. That's a nine. Okay, so that one doesn't hit. So you're going to roll damage for one. That's a four. Four damage. Awesome. So you lay into them causing some damage. You can see them still standing. They're going to do a concentration check. They actually fail this concentration check. So you see they stumble and kind of topple over a little bit. And the magical aura around this machine fades a little. It's not penetrable yet, but it is less strong than it was. Noe, is there any bonus actions you would like to take? No, not at this time. Okie dokie. So up next is, uh, at, well, last on the initiative order, but certainly not least, is Encina. A, um, so right off the bat, Encina is resistant to cold damage. All right, oh, so <laughs> you're not going to take that. <laughs> Well, is, is resistance half damage? Half of what it is? I think so. Okay. Okay, one. <laughs> half of one, one, or did you get... Okay. <laughs> I love a one damage. Cool. I have not rolled a um, <laughs> I love a one. One's my favorite. Okay. Um... And I am affected by difficult terrain, so that sucks a little bit but okay so you so are I can only going move 15 to... yeah so you're just going to get to the edge of all of this and you're going to be able to see 
just barely the scene that is unfolding in front of you. Okay, so what if I do this? What if I use a dash action? Will that get you me fully out of the bubble? Yes, so you, if you take a dash action, you'll be able to go ahead and use the full 30 on that dash. I believe, do you also have two actions? I have an extra attack, I certainly do. Perfect, so you will be able to use dash for one of those actions, and then you can use another action for whatever you want. That's thick as hell. Alright, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna take a dash action, get out of this cloud of ass. Mm -hmm. Um, and, alright, um, I'm gonna do, well, well, you know what, let's do, I'm gonna do a perception check, just to see what's going on on the dance floor, cause Insane has been in this cloud, she don't know what the fuck's going on. Completely fair, go ahead. Okay, that's a 14, that's not terrible. Okay, 14. So you're seeing the battlefield unfold in front of you. There's this large machine thing in the middle of the room. It, it's a very large room, 100 by 100, and this machine is massive in the middle of it, 50 by 50. There are these four mages surrounding this machine in kind of like each corner, like a four corner of the around this machine itself. One of those mages has lost concentration on the spell it was casting on the machine to protect it from magical anything um so uh, that is the scene that's currently in front of you so you can attack the mage uh and try and kill them however they have they have broken concentration on the spell but you don't necessarily know what they're going to do with their next turn you could just go and try to help Oriana in any way, or just anything in general. You know, this battlefield is for you. Okay, beautiful. Um, so, can we have an RP moment? Of course. Alright, um... So, Encina, before getting blasted with R's darkness, and everything else, um... The last thing that she saw was Click Clack disappear into a hole and Click Clack say, take care of Beep. And Encina remembers making a promise to Click Clack that they'd get that flower back for Beep. Um, and so Encina is going to sigh, kind of card a hand through her hair and go, Cast, can you get your fucking ass out here? I think I need your help. You call out Cass. Go ahead and give me a... I'll let you make the choice between religion and persuasion. Oh, we're going persuasion, baby. Oh, you come back here. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like those odds. Um, So that is... Just doing some math. So that is a 25. I got an 18 plus 7. 25. So on a 25, you see about 10 feet from you a spectral but 
solid mass form of Cass. His bright red skin, long, thick black hair tied up in the back, a three-piece suit on top, and devilish wings coming out from behind him. And he's like, I knew this shit was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. Um, listen, I got a favor. I can't travel planes like you can. Can can you do me a favor? What do you need? Can you go get Click Clack? He needs to be back here. He needs to see his son again. Where did he go? Some astral plane. We don't know exactly where. He just disappeared into some kind of black hole. He looks at you, looks around at the situation unfolding, seeing that you are all in dire need of additional help, bringing back a friend who you've only known to be a caring and loving and gentle person. Person you've known for a long time. Castron knows this, looks you in the eyes and says, I'll do everything that I can and disappears. Encina calls out as he disappears and says, thanks baby. And it's the first time I think that she's kind of realized those feelings within herself. And it only figures that it's the bottom of the hour that she'd realize it now. Mm -hmm. You feel as you say that your cheeks get hot and red as the connection between you two. It is difficult to not feel the emotions that he is also feeling in this moment. And that is an unwavering desire to do anything at any cost to help you. With so much love and protection behind it. And Cena kind of snorts a little bit and goes, yeah, me too. It's been a long time coming, but um, let's get through this first. And um, with those warm feelings encircling her and with everything going on in front of her, um, Encina is going to do something I haven't figured out what yet, because I have a lot of spells. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's try this. It's been working well for me so far. So we've got four mages left working on this machine, right, you said? Yes, and one of them is currently not working on this machine because their concentration has been broken. They're, they're not necessarily working on the machine itself, just the protection of the machine, which is the spell that is protecting it. Okay, gotcha. 
Excellent. Um, okay, so this has worked once before. Let's try again. Encina is going to channel Divinity Dreadful Aspect. As an action, each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. DC 15. On a failure, the target is frightened of you for one minute. If it moves more than 30 feet from you, it can attempt another saving throw. So Encina is going to attempt to frighten all of the mages in front of her. They need to succeed a DC 15. Hey. And what does this do one more time? I apologize. Um, they are effectively going to be scared of her. Okay. And this is a charisma saving throw? A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving. Okay. So, and the DC is? 15. 15. All right. Two succeed and two fail. Excellent. And I think that's all I can do because it does take an action, I believe, to use my channel divinity. Yes, as an action. So that is the end of my turn. Amazing. So. Actually, that. I forgot. Oh. I have great weapon fighting, so it is not the end of my turn because I can use it as a bonus action. There we oh, two go. Weapon fighting okay, excellent. Um, so Encina is going to Oh, she can't move. Shit. All right, so I have to use my javelin. That's fine. Is the machine 30 feet from me? Um it is Actually, it has I have a 120 feet range. My bad. Okay. I was yes. reading that wrong. Okay. Um so she's just going to try to chuck a javelin at it. Um so let me roll the hit. All right, well, that's not my finest moment. That's a nat one, so even with a plus seven, that's only eight. <laughs> okay, so as you throw a javelin into the machine to attempt to stop it at any purpose, you throw it with such veracity that it wobbles through the air and strikes a a position that is not near where Oriana is working. And you see the timer on the final solution start to flicker a bit and moves down to 12 seconds. Shit. And Cena looks at the clock and calls out to Oriana and goes, I fucked it on that one. I'm sorry. Gives a very shaky smile as she's trying to keep some composure and all this and says, that's all right. We're trying our best here. Oh, just um, gives me an idea of where not to work. So we're good. Listen, next, next, I'm giving it all I got next turn, I promise. I, I ain't gonna make no problems for you anymore, because, uh, 
heaven knows you're probably the best bet we got. So um, I'll support you. And I'll support you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And that's my turn. <laughs> okay. We are back at the top of the initiative at Freya. Okay. <clears throat> so, I have a question. Uh, I would like to cast a spell on myself. And that takes an action. But I have Polearm Master, which allows me to make an extra attack with a Polearm. Um, would you allow me to do both? I believe... The spell, the spell is a self-spell, not at anybody. Okay. And so the spell is going to be casted on you and yes. not your weapon. Yes. Okay. Just know that it... Okay. So the way that you're working out, that it, it does work fine. So that's going to take both of your actions. Yeah. Um, so... I would like to cast Sea Invisibility on myself. Okay. And I would like to... <sighs> throw my glaive full force. Well, okay. Sea Invisibility. Can I see Jupiter and R? Are no. they here? They're in Oh, so they're not invisible. That's correct. They're not invisible. Oh. Shit. So they're gone. Fuck. Ah. <sighs> Um, I think at this point, Freya goes over. <laughs> Shit! Oh, fuck. That fucked everything. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um... Jesus, because I totally thought that that potion was an invisibility potion. It was not, in fact, an invisibility potion. I think seeing that Freya just under his breath, not knowing they probably won't hear him, but hoping they will, is just going to mutter under his breath, fucking cowards. And then he is going to run over, and he is going to attempt to, I guess, to do what Oriana did and cut the right wires okay. with his glaive. Okay. So... I believe... Oh, you see invisibility right now. So you yeah. see where Oriana is. Mm -hmm. So you can head over to where she's at right now. Yeah. 
so it is the same. Well, actually, Oriana is an expert on machinery. So her DC to hit and perfectly slash is 23. Your DC is 26. Ooh, if you okay. get a 21 or lower, you risk bringing it down more. Okay. I was going to say, Wish CJ, you told me luck. last time... Uh, CJ, you told me last time I was 17. Yes, because it's a five difference. So you're... So you are safe and nothing bad happens between a 22 and a 17 for you. Oh, so your, okay. So yours did... Yeah. You did nothing to help it by hitting a 22. To hit a 23, you would have cracked one of the wires. Okay. Um. So... Because you have the expertise in like machinery and building, your DCs is 23, and then 17 and below is a like catastrophic failure. So for Derek, because he's are 26 <laughs> and 21. It's a 16 on the die with a plus 10 for a 26. you successfully cut one of the wires. It does not hiss or spray as you cut it. In fact, you hear the mechanisms inside. You can see them because everything is open, wide open, so you can see the interiors, the guts of this machine. You can see it slowing down. but you still know it's got a couple more before it slows down fully. The wizard with time stop would really be helpful right now. It would, wouldn't it? Um, and that's all I can do right now. Click clack. As you place the nabbed bag of holding into your portable hole, sealing your destiny from before in an act of sacrifice, knowing you are leaving behind a wife and a child who are alive, you blast yourself into the astral plane. You are surrounded by the four other mages that you took here with you. You see that it seems like R and Jupiter were able to narrowly escape your clutches. you feel a tingling sensation right in the back of your skull. Feels like fire is creeping around your skull, like the sun is beating down too hot on your feathers. You can feel the heat of the rays. Give me an insight check.
Uh, sorry, what was it? Oh. 18. 18. Amazing. You feel like in this moment of what feels like the one chance that you had to do something big and do something right. You feel like there might be a second chance on the horizon. As something edges closer and closer to you. How are you feeling in this moment, Clack? Foot Clack is feeling a lot of things, man. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things, buddy. Uh, They're upset with... um, not only not being able to get everybody that they wanted to get, but also just upset with themselves of how they went about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they didn't want to leave their friends, but this was also something that they felt they had to do. To like, he wanted to save his son. At the end of the day, all that matters is beep, and Tink is going home to him. And Click Clack had this chance to save everybody. Not just his son, not just his wife, but the party. Minus, you know, one person. And Beep was going to take that chance no matter what. So they have their regrets, or they're happy with themselves. And they're disappointed. As you are surrounded by an endless sea of stars where the ocean and the sky seem to have no meeting point, floating endlessly with nothing within reach around you, you feel like there is still somebody reaching out for you and that your time in this fight you started with sacrifice might not be over. R? Or we should just call you Remy at this point. (laughs) Sure. What? Ratatouille-ass bitch. Take the potion of teleportation from Jupiter's hands and chug it alongside him. You are transported through a whirling space of memories flashing. Your memories, Jupiter's memories, things from your past, his past, your present, his present, your future, his future, surrounding you, all trying to pinpoint an agreed-upon location where you two would end up out. And after a single turn has passed, you arrive in an open plain, a sun-filled sky above you. And 
farmers tilling to their land a whole new world, a whole new island. How is our feeling? How is Remy feeling? Remy feels satisfactory that this part of his story is now closed, that he can hang up the clothes of R for a while and see what new adventure awaits him in this new land he gets to explore. Happy with the rewards given to him for his part in this comedic play and also for some of the conversation he had along the way as well. Even though he has long forgotten who he was, he did feel a tingle in his now very cold heart. With a new world in front of you, endless possibilities, your life of hardship and sorrow left behind on that island to rot, to explode, whatever comes of it. It's not yours anymore. This is your home. Here in this new place where you only knew what it looked like and not what it was called. With a small vial of a bright yellow liquid very minimal in amount in Jupiter's pocket and endless possibilities in front. Are is there anything else you would like to do in this moment of realization that you are free? Remy is going to just graggle up his hair, spread his wing, uh, his uh, his arms like large wings, just catching the sun. Uh, and he's just going to softly say a word that he was taught during this adventure. Bussin. Eat shit. <laughs> As you are, are from beyond the astral plane, you hear exactly the person who taught you that that word. Eat shit, bitch. Oh my god. Rebby walks off. As you turn away with lantern in hand. With lantern in hand. Into a new prospect future. And we will come back to you a little bit later. But for now you are out of initiative. Up next is going to be 
the mage's turn. The mage... Two of those bitches is frightened. Two of those bitches is frightened. Um, I'm going to roll to figure out which two are frightened. It's going to be random. Okay. So you see the two farthest away mages that are farthest away from where you guys are in the corner. They seem immensely immensely terrified of Encina as they drop the concentration on the spell and start to flee. The one that is directly in front of you still held on to his guts and is going to try and take a, a shot at you, Encina, because you are the closest and have been wailing on them the most. All right. Well, actually... No, hit me. Hit no, me. What, what they're going to do <laughs> is instead they're going to cast mirror image on themselves. You see this person starts to blur and kind of mesh and blend in be in the field of your vision and suddenly you see three of this archmage standing in front of you. He's still looks the like other, a bitch. The other archmage is going to maintain concentration on the spell because they are the only one maintaining concentration on the spell. Up next is going to be Woe. Have we determined if just destroying this thing would stop it? It can. It, it requires accuracy to hit the correct wire. So it is what a... If I just crush the whole thing? Um, give me an insight check. Or investigation. I would be very bad at this. Oh, but I got a flat 19. There we go. Um, so you look at this closer, thinking, well, what if I just squish this whole thing? And as you look inside, you see a bright vial of this bubbling, golden bright liquid that oh, is kind of whirling through the machine. And you feel like if you were to squish the whole thing, it would set it off. Stop, stop, stop. You had me a liquid. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, the guy who's maintaining concentration on it, how close is he to the machine? He is uh, 10 feet from the machine uh, and about t 25 feet from you. Okay. If I were to select a 20-foot cube, could I hit him and not our allies? Yes. He is far enough away from your allies that you will not hit him. Fantastic. I'm going to cast Erupting Earth on him. Beautiful. Uh, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie. What's the DC? Uh, 17. 17. Alright. 
Um, he unfortunately succeeds with a 17. It exactly. Takes half damage. A beautiful. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage. Beautiful. So you strike him, and uh, uh, across the face, you see that he bleeds and welcomes the pain. Is there anything else you would like to do? Yeah, I'm going to go grapple him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, give me uh, an opposed strength check. Your DC is four. The DC is four? Yeah, he rolled a four, and he doesn't add anything to strength, so your DC is four. Outstanding. Do I still get a plus two from... Uh... <laughs> you do, but you also have disadvantage, because... Oh, wait, no, you don't. You're oh, wait, good. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big guy. Yeah, you're good. I got a size advantage, too. You do, you do. 19, uh, and then plus 2, so 21. Uh, for sure beats a 4. You grapple him, and you see... Can I just, like, that... incorporate him into the tangle of vines that is my body? Absolutely. You call forth from the erupting earth that you wanted to do more damage on him. You see, between these cracks in the stone, these vines creep up and surround you and this archmage as you are strangling them and holding them in place. Um, currently, the spell has no concentration on it, so there is no spell cast on the machine. Uh, the ground is rough terrain now. Beautiful. And that ends I okay, perfect. Great turn. I got this um, guy, guys. Uh, you got it. So, Oriana, as you s continue to work on this machine, you feel suddenly the aura of magic that has been surrounding you and keeping you from being able to magically adjust your skills has been lifted. Oh! <laughs> okay. Let's see what I can do with that. I don't believe... It doesn't say... It says when you infuse an item, it doesn't say exactly what you can infuse it with, I believe. So let me see here. Because if I can... If it doesn't say anything specifically about what kind of item you can infuse, you're welcome to use your arm. It's an item. It is. And... Uh, Let's see. I think I'm looking. Okay, let's see. Well, I can infuse it with. I don't think it says exactly. Uh, let me find the entombment thing. There's like a whole thing on entombment. Um, but her arm would be more precise. And if I can attune it, I want to attune it to. be able to hit the exact one she needs to hit like a precision um but let me see if i can find that again i just saw it damn it okay i'm so sorry you're fine i had it that i lost it
Propulsion armor. Thank you, D&D Beyond. Okay, so there is an attunement table, and I believe one of the things I can do is, uh, I can enhance arcane focus, but instead, can I just enhance the arm to be able to kind of, I want her to be able to have a, a way to figure out exactly what she needs to get. By attuning her arm magically to kind of help her focus. Okay. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check. Okay. So let me grab the one. Let me find the dice that's been really well for me. <laughs> where'd it go? Ah, where'd it go? Okay, there it is. Haha. <laughs> Oh, beautiful! Okay, that is going to be a 17 plus 6, which is 23, plus 1, makes a 24. 24. So, with a 24, you are able to magically infuse your arm, helping dial up the mechanics and the gears in your arm to help make you more accurate. That at this point, you don't need strength to get you forward. You need accuracy. Accuracy has always led you forward. It's led you to the next discovery, to the next breakthrough, and it now could help you save the fate of your island. It's going to lower the entire DC for you by two. Okay. So you're, so you're looking to hit a 21 on the high. And at minimum of 15. Okay. Um, and since So if you Freya... hit it that... Yeah, just to reiterate, you hit the 21, you're able to take out another active wire that is in this countdown. Hitting 20 to 15 means nothing happens, so you don't affect it in any way. Hitting a 14 or lower means the timer goes down. Okay. And can I expend an action again so I don't have disadvantage? Yes, you can expend your bonus action to give you a flat roll on this. Okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> it rolled away from me. I have no idea. Okay, so it looks like that's going to be a... Uh, what do I add to it again? Uh, you're adding plus eight, I believe, is your total add. 
Okay, beautiful. That's right, that's right, because it's... Okay. Um, that is going to be a... 22. 22 with a fine tune to your arm and giving you the accuracy that you need, you successfully slice through the second cable, knowing, and you hear again the mechanical whirring begin to slow down, like after Freya hit it. And it begins to slow and weaken. You're getting closer. <sighs> okay. Um, no way. Uh, I, I, I apologize. Actually, or anything else. Oh, you have your um, your defender as well. Oh yes, that's right. My good boy. Okay. Um, Achilles. What can Achilles do? Um, how many uh, how many mages are still standing? So two are currently fleeing. Um, two of them are still standing and in fairly good condition. One of them is being grappled by Woe, and the other has just cast a mirror image on itself. So well, there's one in active combat, one that is grappled, uh, in, but still in combat, and two who are fleeing the scene. Alright, well he's not going to worry about the ones fleeing because they're cowards. Um, but the one that's mirror imaging himself, uh, he doesn't need to be doing that. So, he's going to take a bite. He's going to have a snack. Sounds even good. Though he so, he's going to come over there and just try to take this boy into his mouth. So, let's attack. Oh, that's a shitty one. He got a 13. A 13? Yeah. Okay. Give me a second. Okay. okay. On a 13, you, you see Achilles reach out and snap his jaws around the neck of one of the mirror images of the caster hoping that he strikes true and strikes the caster and not the mirror image. And the mirror image shatters. One Amazing. of the mirror images is gone. At least that's helpful. Yeah. Anything all right, else? That's all he can do. That's all he can do. Amazing. All right, now we are on to Queen Melanoe. What's around me right now? Around you right now, I believe the last time in your last turn you went up to assist Oriana, right? Or were you attacking? No, there oh, was some kind of Yeah, I was I was attacking somebody, yes. Yeah, so you're you were attacking the um mage that is in front of you. So that mage has casted mirror image on itself one of the mirror image duplicates has been shattered by achilles you see oriana working diligently on the machine with freya nearby assisting however he can 
Uh, Woe is grappling one of the other mages that's a little bit farther away from where you're currently standing, and she seems to have that under control. Um, but so you have this mage in front of you who is casted a mirror image on themselves. So does that mean there's two of them? Yes, currently there's two of them because the third one was just bitten out of uh, reality. So uh, it's basically a 50-50 chance you hit the real one when you attack. So is there any way to tell which one's which? Um, You can... Let me see. I want to just double check. Um, let's see. I don't believe so. So it's basically just going to be a, like, a shot. It's a shot in the dark, unfortunately, for you. It's okay. I'll take the odds. Um, let me see. Can I, uh, <laughs> can I ram through both of them? Um, yes, so you have two actions, so you're welcome to, like, attack both of them, just so that you're like, hey, fuck these odds, like, I'm just gonna hit them both. Yeah. So I'd like Absolutely. to ram through both of them. Fantastic. Go ahead and, and so roll it. That's 19. Gonna that's gonna hit. Okay, and then that's three damage. Okay. Um, so as you ram both of them, you see, uh, that the... A uh, second um, mirror image shatters, and you are left with the one true image of the mage that you have just rammed uh, and uh, did some there damage. You are. Anything else you would like to do? Well, that was just my bonus action, right? Can I attack still? Yes. Uh, then I would like to swing, swing with my great sword. Okay, go ahead. To hit, that's a 23. That's for sure going to hit. And then the damage is 12. Amazing. He is still standing. He is a toughie. But he isn't looking great. He didn't look great from the start. And that's the end of my turn. Amazing. And now we are on to Encina. Hello. So, all right. So we have no, not Noe. Woe is grappling a mage, and then we have the mirror image mage and the two others fleeing, right? Correct. But mirror image is no longer mirror imaging. He's just himself now because Noe shattered the other mirror image. So it is just the true uh, mage in front of you. Okay, excellent. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I am going to cast Inflict Wounds, and I'm going to try to hit this bitch. And I'm going to cast it at a third level, I think. Ooh, fantastic. Go for it. <laughs> oh, very nice. So that is 
Doing math. So that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. Okay, excellent. So that is going to be, since I casted it at a third level, I believe that's 5d10 damage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep, it's a 5d10. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me gather this up. <laughs> um, and I still have another attack, so that's cool too. Yeah, that's always good too. <laughs> Sorry, CJ. <laughs> no, it's good. Guys are doing great. Hell yeah. Okay, there we go. And then I just need one more. Okay. Oh, and actually, I think with my aura... Let me look at something here. Okay, neat. Yeah, so I get a plus three on that, too. My aura of hate, you grant yourself and any fiends are undead within ten feet, a plus three bonus to melee weapon rip. Melee weapon damage rolls. Damn. <laughs> so I get all of this plus three. Okay. What did we get? Okay, so that's 18, That is 34 damage. Alright, 34 damage. Uh, this Archmage is really looking bloodied at this point. It is, the, the blood is leaking from the nose and eyes and ears of this Archmage, drenching into the already red robes that they are carrying. They still seem hellbent on their mission. Cool. We're gonna go for another attack then. Go off. Um, <laughs> I just want to see if there's any other spells I can use to fuck it up. Um, I think you can't use a spell, a second spell. It's just gonna have to be. Oh, a weapon for extra attacks. Yeah. That's totally fine. I still get a one d twelve plus six on that. So. Always still good. Yes. So let me see what we get here for the roll. That is... Oh, 13 plus 7, so that's a dirty 20. That hits. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so that is 9 damage, and if he's not down, I am going to use my uh, 2 weapon fighting as a bonus action. He is not down. Okay. Alright, so we're gonna do this then. I'm gonna roll the hit again. 
shit. Well, I always I always fuck it on these ones. That's a ten. Ten. Okay. Still good. He is still standing, but barely, guys. J barely cool. standing. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, I think that's all she can do. Um, so. yeah, that's it. Okay. Up next in initiative is going to be Freya. Um, Freya's going. Could I tell how much more we need in order to stop this? You can give me an investigation check. Make it a minus one to that. Oh no. Uh, let me try. Oh no, I'm going to try to investigate. That's a 17. You have no idea. I'm dumb bitch. Okay. Um, Fuck. <laughs> Freya's going to take both of his attacks to try to cut more wires. And as he is cutting them, you just... Who's near him? Oriana is nearby. And so, and Noe is definitely within eyeshot, and so is Encina. So they're definitely also within earshot. I think you... I think you all here it, it, it's like frustrated but also kind of scared and he's just quietly like I think at this point like has tears coming down his face but he's not like sad crying like it is a frustrated and fearful crying and you just hear him say the spirit may be broken but my flame will not be snuffed out. And he's going to take his two attacks on these wires to try to hit. And do I have to hit a 26 on both? Um, you so, are... Um, yes, yeah, so you're going to have to hit a 26. Okay. So Wait, that's... is it 26? No, I believe yours was... Mine was a 26. Yeah. Um, that's a 17 plus 10. Okay. And a 19 plus 10. Oh, let's go! Uh, so a 27 and a 29. Okay. You watch... As... You strike the machine over and over, damaging it to near non-repair. This thing looks like it is on the verge of shutting down or becoming unstable. You have successfully brought it down to the last wire, but because of the unstableness of Nuna's grace, the DC on the last wire is higher. Good. 
do I have anything else I can do? I have. Um. Just take 26 blood dice. You can't fail. I think I have two weapon fighting. Hello? Hello? Okay, I, I was muted. Um, CJ, can I give the help action since uh, Oriana is technically well-versed in technology? Yes, you can. I Yeah, I think I'll do bonus action to weapon fighting. Okay, and I'm giving you the help action so that will give you advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not and much, but it's what I can do. What What's the DC? You don't know. Oh, no. Um, Keep in mind, Oriana still has a turn coming up, so... Because this isn't with my glaive, so I don't have a plus 10 with this. Freya, you know that if you make a critical mistake, missing the DC by more than 5 is an immediate explosion. I just want to make you aware of that. You are in the last turn and in in a critical failure, missing the DC is brings down the counter and this is the last turn. So it is an immediate failure, not just for you but for the party. Um if if I may, it- uh, Freya, it may be better if you hold off on those actions and maybe use them when it's Oriana's turn. That way can, you can so, help her. Can I? Because her her DC will be lower because of uh, her yeah, arm. I, I know, and I, that's what I'm figuring. I'm... I wanna... Freya's going to... look around and he's thinking and he holds on to his necklace and he's going to as a bonus action give his mother, his last burn and die. And he's going to pray. And he's going to say, Kaivolia, if you could give me any gift right now, I'd give my life for my friends to have mercy and to get out of here. And I know you can hear me, but if you can do anything, I'd appreciate it greatly. And he's not going to do anything but that. Do you speak these prayers out loud or in your head? Out loud. you recklessly attack and 
do succeed in bringing you closer to your goal, but knowing that the next attack has to be precise, you embolden your mother to make the right choice and begin praying out loud to Kaivalya, a god so young in his immortal life, so new upon the threshold that he has taken. As you hear your words bounce off the stone walls and surround you, you wait for an answer, a sign, a blessing, a gift, anything that may help you. Up next in initiative is Click. Click clack. Yes. You are still but a floating bird amongst a sea of stars. Listening to nothing but your thoughts of the moment just 12 seconds ago, which was a lifetime as you float along these stars feeling this burning sensation on the back of your head as it grows and grows until you feel a hand reach out and grab yours as you are sucked back through a portal similar to the one that you created and caused for yourself. A whirling, like you are spinning and hurling at a million miles an hour in any direction that your body cannot possibly comprehend as you land on your feet next to your friends with a fiery ring perfectly around you. Click clack. Uh. <laughs> Make this action count. What do you do with your turn? Uh, click clack was not expecting to come back. They're very confused and disoriented. Welcome back, buddy! And Encina is behind you, click clack waving with a gigantic grin on her face. Encina, you see the fiery ring around click clack, and you know Cass is held up on his end of the bargain. Encina, even in these what seems to be an impossible situation grins and feels a little bit of hope and calls out into the air into the ether wherever Castoron may be and says I knew you could do it thank you we will finish that when we get back to your turn click clack you are free to do as you wish.
Uh, are there any enemies left, or is it just the timer on this thing? Uh, so, there is still an enemy, an archmage, that is still standing in front of you. The... Of course, the attention is on the timer because it is rapidly declining towards zero. But there is still this Archmage. No spell is being held on the machine, so there is no magical aura or anything you have to worry about. The other Archmage that is here that is still part of active combat is currently being restrained by woe. Or strangled slash restrained. Okay. Click Clack is stupid. However, Click Clack knows he is stupid. He knows he should not mess with this machine. He will ruin it and kill everyone. So what do you do with your turn? Do you attack? Do you help? So many choices. What checks are people make? Like, is Oriana making to? Oriana is, just... is specifically making a Tinkerer's Tools check. Freya has been slashing wildly. Okay. He's been succeeding, but also slashing yeah, wild. Yeah, I've been doing good. Still very haphazard. I was asking, because if one of them was doing a sleight of hand check, I was going to have Click Clack give them the, th the gloves of thievery. <laughs> but if um, they're not making sleight of hand checks, that's not going to... Oriana is making a sleight of hand check. Okay. Click Clack is going to go to her, and he's going to give her the gloves of thievery. Go ahead and describe what you think the gloves look like. Click, click. So, the gloves are actually invisible when you are wearing them, so nobody knew that Click, Clack had them to begin with. So, Click, Clack uh, is walking up to Oriana, and he's pulling nothing off of his hands, but as soon as they're, like, actually off, they're just these really just thin almost more fashionable than actual protective black leather gloves. And he's just going to press them into her hands. Okay. You pass over the gloves to Oriana, gloves of thievery. Is there anything else you would like to do? Did that count as an action, handing over an item? I will say that counted as a... Ooh. I'm going to count that as a bonus action, not an action. Okay. It's like potion then rules. Then I think just for the fun of it, uh, 
Click Clack is then going to notch one of the poison arrows that he made earlier and shoot at the one guy still standing. Incredible. Go for it. All right. Let's see what that is. I have a plus 11 to hit. <laughs> That's good news. Good news. Okay. <laughs> 15 plus 11. <sighs> yep, that hits. Hooray. And then don't forget your poison damage. So it's 1d8 plus 5 piercing, and then a second d10 of poison. That's correct. That was not a D10, that was a D12. I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. 17. Click clack. Two, six, 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 five. How do you kill this Archmage? <laughs> I wasn't expecting to kill him. I just wanted to poison him a little. Well, you poison him to death. <laughs> Looks approvingly. <laughs> oh my god, he fucking dead. Oh my god. So, I think when Click Clack uh, notches his arrow and uh, takes aim, he's not super focused or thinking, but what is this really gonna do? For the grand scheme of things, they're about to die in 10 seconds. So he doesn't really aim, he kind of just lets loose, and then watches almost in horror as it just goes right through the guy's neck. You let your arrows loose with a million other things on your mind, wondering if this is going to make an impact or not. Letting loose your natural hunter's instinct comes through, and your arrow strikes incredibly true and strikes right through his neck as you hear him choking on his own blood to death as the poison seeps deep into his lungs and his heart, killing him instantly. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And I love that. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, anything else, Click Clack? <laughs> okay, good. Whoops. Uh, Okie dokie. Um, amazing. So, it is now going to be the Archmage that is currently strangled. It's going to try and break free using its action. So it's going to be another strength saving or strength opposed check with woe. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you ain't I going you nowhere. For three minutes. Very true. I'm 
just making sure there's something real quick. Okay. I got nine strength. Nine. I'm not very strong. So this is plus the two, so then that'd be eleven, but Okay. Um, yes, so it is going to be the plus two. So you s succeed in keeping him entangled. Nice. Um, he oh, cannot okay, do anything. But, I mean, if he wants to be entangled, I'll let him live. <laughs> I'll let him live. For information. Uh, exactly, because all of his spells are, like, verbal and somatic, and he can't do shit. I love wizards. But... I've seen enough hentai to know where this is about to go, too. <laughs> I've got enough, man. I've got a good him. history check on this one. Um, the other two archmages are going to run away, uh, fully out of combat and out of the arena. Um, whoa, it is your turn. Yes. Um... While I have the guy grab- is the thing still counting down? It's still got one wire, right? That's done. Oriana's turn, it'll be cut. So at this point, just do a quick math here. It looks like you are currently on the last six seconds. So just to put this into perspective. I'll live um, no matter what. It doesn't really matter to me, but... <laughs> A little meta knowledge. Uh, it is your turn, then Oriana, then Noe, and then Encina, and then it goes off. Okay. So, I mean, I'll use my turn for. Uh, can I question this guy to ask him if it's specifically safe to drink the liquid? It doesn't matter. Can I ask him if? It, how can I turn it off? Um, who did you want to ask? The guy. In oh, the. The person. Um, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Is he a dwarf? <laughs> is he a dwarf? He is not a dwarf. Darn. Don't ask any questions, but I get more advantage on dwarves. Fair enough. Uh, persuasion. Where is that? Looks like a seven. CJ? I'm sorry, can you say that again? I got a seven. A seven. Um. Okay. Um. You, you, as you're kind of strangling him, you get kind of half of an answer out uh, because he is gasping for air as he's like, Wires! Wires! Mm. I don't want to kill him. Can I grapple him harder? 
you want to squeeze him and and cause him damage? I make sure he can't escape, and I just like bring him around with me, like a little pad. Absolutely, yeah. So you can squeeze him tight and, and make sure he does not go anywhere. Um, actually, uh, can I prepare a spell uh, to use as a, um, a reaction? Yes. You want to hold a, a spell to use during a specific time. Perfect, perfect. Absolutely. Uh, I want to hold the spell plant growth. Okay. What is your intentions with plant growth? If the machine explodes, I want to cast plant growth on myself, who is covered in plants, to cause the plants to encase the area and mitigate the explosion. Okay. Sounds good. It has a range of 150 feet, and it's instantaneous. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, what is the um, area of effect for that? Is it just basically going to be around you? All plants in a 100-foot radius. Okay. Perfect. So you are so the plants right now that are within a 100-foot radius are going to just be the ones that are emerging from underneath you from your vine growth. Right. Okay. Which so is a 20-foot circle around me. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. That is perfect. I just wanted to make that nice and clear to make sure that we were on the same page. Is there anything else you want to do, well? Nope, that's it. I'm good. Okay. Oriana. Yes. It is Ooh. your turn. Okay. Um, to backtrack just a smidge, um, when Oriana takes the gloves from Click Clack, she mm -hmm. looks at Click Clack and says, You're not just a bird. You are the epitome of a hero. And never forget that. And then she slips on the gloves. So that's going to give you an additional plus five to your check. Yes. And that gives um, you a plus 13 in total. Yes. That's with my and plus I, two, right? Yes. Okay. okay. And that's not, and will be plus 14 if you count my luck stone. Uh, no. It'll be plus 13. Oh, okay. Is that including the luck stone? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I would also like to make it a flat again by using my bonus action as a flattener. Mm -hmm. And um, just to remind you, it's the last one, and because they were so recklessly cut by Freya in the last two, the DC has gone up for this check. But it's still lower it is, because yes, of my accuracy. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Um, can I expend... <laughs> um, okay, let me think. Can I use Achilles' turn 
give me the help action. Yes, it's going to take his entire action to help you, so he will not That's be fine. able to act after you. That's fine. Okay. Um, there's not much he can do right now anyways. <laughs> so. so you have come down to a advantage. single opportunity with advantage to hit the DC. Okay. All right. Actually, can I let someone else go and hold my turn in case anyone has something that can aid me? The only two people after you are Noe and Encina. So you're welcome okay. to discuss right now with Noe and Encina if they have anything that they are able to use to help you. You are already receiving the help action, so you cannot receive another help action. So that's okay. out of the question. So it has to be something magically given. Okay, ladies and thems, what we got? So the literally only thing I can offer is it's it's not even something that would help with your skill check, it would just boost um, its aid. So it would I would choose up to three creatures within range, and it would increase your hit point maximum and current hit points and basically give you five hit points, I think is... Hold on. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration. And if I cast it at a third level or higher... So that is, I could essentially give three people 15 hit points, but I don't know how much that would help. Nah, let's hold off on that. No way, do you have anything? A lot writing on my dice right now. <laughs> <sighs> I also have command. The only thing I could possibly do is like, no, I don't think that would work. Yeah. Anyway, no way. No way, what do you got? Mandaroni. Mandaroni. I mean, I can. Mandy of the Round Table. Come forth. Manta Panda, I summon thee. <laughs> okay, well, I think when it comes down to it, we just have to roll the dice. Yeehaw. Okay. All right. Shit, okay. I dropped my dice. <sighs> okay. You always have, have advantage. I know. I know. <coughs> I'm not forgotten. And if necessary, as I've done before, I will use, if necessary, 
But I'm going to have the plus 13 and the help action. So. See what we get. Okay. Okay. So that is going to be. Let me get the exact number here. Is 28 enough? Twenty-eight is one number shy of what you needed. Party, are you okay if I use blood dice? Unfortunately, I told you the outcome of the roll. You cannot take this. Oh. Oh, ignore that. Ignore that. That's my bad. <sighs> I'm truly sorry, guys. It's okay, bud. We still have two more turns. We can turn something wait. out. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit. What's up? Is this a reaction? Uh... Are you already giving the help? I'm not giving anything. Okay. I can I think use it was, this. Uh, I can was giving I can use this ability once freely per short rest. As a reaction, I would like to over channel, which doubles my aura boost to a plus four. Oh shit! <sighs> which would add two to her roll. That does Shutting make it succeed. <laughs> Shitting my pants. <laughs> Thank God I remembered the over fucking level three fucking thing that I have. You nice job. I told you, you my flame won't be snuffed out. <laughs> You, with all the help of your friends, with all of the help of all of the inspiration, the creations you built, everybody putting a working hand into helping you be as precise as possible. You reach deep into the machine and with a final snap of a final cord, the machine stops. Finally, silence is what you hear around you. The ticking of a clock, no more. The things around you have stopped. And you have exited combat, having successfully diffused the final solution. I want to drink the yellow stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
I think Whoa. Oriana. Go ahead. Oriana is going to step back from the machine. Her hands are shaking. Tears are running down her face as she stares at this machine that, by some miracle, and the help of her friends, she was able to stop. All those years of trying, of failing, of trying to reach standards she could not reach. She did the impossible. And she couldn't have done it alone. And I think she looks to them. And she smiles. And she says, we did it. We saved the world. And she falls to her knees, crumbling in on herself as she begins to cry. Because it's over. It's not done. No, it's not done yet. But at least for a moment, it's over. As you fall to your knees in overwhelming relief over the past 18 seconds of pure hell and stress, I mean, fuck the last 18 hours, the last six days of pure agony you all went through to get to this point. The ending and the stopping of a ticking clock is just the beginning of the sounds of victory for you all. Woe, as you head towards the machine looking for the vial of bright, bubbling liquid, it is cooled off as the machine breaks and falls apart, disassembling itself with the accuracy of Oriana's quick hands. You pull this vial from the machine and you hold the pure essence of Nuna herself, the purest healing. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. Nobody can stop me. You've 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 ended. Bitches, try and get close you, to me. You've ended well. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yes. Fantastic. You grab this liquid, this pure essence of Muna's grace, and you hold in your hand the answer to the burning question in everyone's mind is how can we fix what's not just happening now, but happening 
in our world around us, this disease, this ick that has taken over, you now hold a plausible future to curing this disease, to curing any disease. I'm going to go down and ask one by one within these next couple of moments, just in this aftermath of completing your mission that you never asked to go on and how you feel within these moments, how your character reacts. We're going to start with Wednesday's child, Woe. As we heard from Oriana, let's hear from Woe in this moment. Woe is not smart, not that smart. Um, I think I'm just very unfazed by this whole thing. Like, it's just pretty normal to just almost die. That's a very natural thing. So I don't understand why Oriana's crying and kind of like I don't know, make a face of disgust at that, I suppose. But um, I am very interested in just drinking whatever this liquid is. It looks tasty. You take a small sampling of what is in the vial. Smell the bouquet. And you feel a surge of electricity go through your body from the moment it touches your tongue all the way to the tips of your toes and the tips of your fingers. You feel an electric sense of just pure healing. It is it is like the soup that perfectly ails you when you are sick. It is the medicine that hits just right when you are not feeling well. It is the hug that heals you when you are the most sad. It is the laugh after a sorrowful day that fills you once again with happiness. You feel all of these emotions rushing to you as you taste this liquid. This is the essence of the flower, right? It is. Okay, uh, I want to drink the entire vial and cast plant growth and try and grow the flower again. You use your magic to entwine with this essence around you and concentrate on life. Concentrate on healing, on the future, on happiness. On food. And as you cast plant growth around you, two new flowers sprout from the ground. Uh, Freya, if you would like, I have now tasted the plant, so I do not need it. I would like you and your mother to take the flowers and put them to good use. 
we... It was tasty. It was. You wouldn't know. I don't need to. Your enjoyment is enough. But I think... It is time for... The Isle of Santoro to become one instead of two. And I think it's also time for a monarchy to stop being the ruling aspect. The people need to be heard. Sure. They'll take the flowers from you. <laughs> um, glad you got to try it. And I, I hide further in my pocket the vial I stole from the uh, other person we met around here. So I can grow another flower myself. Oh, that was very kind of you to do for us. When I get back to the castle, I will make sure that I send you your favorite gift. Gold. Oh, delicious. <laughs> And some garlic. You really liked that. I look concerned, but you seem to be very healthy, so... Thank you, Will. And I'll put your tea to use. Sure. I would say any time, but I think uh, this was a one-time deal. I wouldn't want to do this another time, no offense. Neither would I. No more parties with strange people handing out swords announcing who's king. Alright, well don't y'all go forgetting that uh Clicklack needs one of them their petals for his son. Well, of course. Uh Freya will uh, break off a pedal and hand one to Click Clack and go. Oh, um, I got a message, but you know, fighting and you did the bag thing and um, Beep is safe. Xander got there. Click Clack just gives. Uh, for a, like, a knowing look. He knew in his heart that Beep was okay. But still, he felt he did what needed to be done. He wasn't expecting to come back, so he's a little lost. Mm. But uh, he carefully tucks the pedal away into one of his many pockets where it'll be safe. And then... Uh, Click Clack is going to turn and he's going to walk up to Noe and he's just going to like kind of shamefully bow his head. <laughs> just sorry. It's okay, Click Clack. I hope that your son is well. Okay. Click-clack feels bad, man. 
<laughs> he's always trying to do right by his boy. Now he stole something. He can't give it back. And it was very expensive. He's aware of that. She can get Heather's. It's okay. She's... There'll be other bags of holding. Hopefully I won't need one for a very long time. Wow. At least not for a couple months. You got a lot of kids. You sure about that? Cena cracks a grin. I've got space bats in my castle, and that's Don't why, it's not for a couple of months. I do want to return home to my children, but. I was I, going to say, Your Majesty, you promised them adventure. I promised myself adventure too, Oriana, and I will live up to that. But right now, I just want to see my babies. And then, in a couple months' time, I'm going to go back and make do on an old promise to an old friend. So, I get to kill that, right? No, Freya. <laughs> Freya, we can work something out to where there can be an accident. No. Freya. Le leave, him, le leave him be. I have other things to attend to and adventures of my own. That you do. I could have you both arrested for treason with those remarks. You would never... Try me, son. I, uh... I could have died here, Mom, but you know... You still have <laughs> I, uh... I would not. Oh, shit. Mama's pissed. Mom, did you just <laughs> did you just end me in front of all of my friends, Mom? Under contract, I get to eat your body. Yes, I'm, I don't... Go home. <laughs> no, Freya, I oh, in, front of, in front of all of our friends. Clickbuck <laughs> just starts walking away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think Encina. Go ahead, Encina. No, I was just gonna say. I think Encina just runs to catch up with Clickclack. Kind of kneels beside him and goes, and whispers a little bit, kind of a, a cheeky little smile on her face, and she cups a hand to her mouth and she goes. You know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have come. I would have left. All you need is faith in a steady hand. <laughs> and Cena grins and goes, Not anymore. Not anymore. As you all gather yourselves after an exhausting, almost week's journey leading to success, you travel back with the aid of all those who had helped you along the way, offering you celebratory feasts, offering you gold, offering you jewels, praise, just welcoming your sight, 
hearing your tales that you tell of your journey beyond how you saved all of Santura. And as you all settle back into your normal lives, you go back to whatever you can sense is normal or right or just. There are paths for each of you. And in this moment, they crossed. And they crossed so gloriously. But I want to hear from all of you individually your final thoughts and the future of what your characters would be doing. And I would like to start with Remy. Remy, you have no idea of the events that have transpired. You do not know that your friends were successful in stopping the bomb. But you are in a faraway land, unseen and untouched, still in a new and glorious life. What does Remy do with this life? I think Remy, at this time, would like to cast off all of the... He, he wants to move on from this fun little adventure. He does not know how it ends. He does not know if Jupiter was successful with his plan or if his friends had succeeded. But to him, the story ended as he walked off stage so he probably just designed a new look for himself uh donated half the gold he made during this journey to his patron the freebie of the obsidian sands having more playful blunt banter with her as uh, he takes a little bit of a restful break that he thinks he deserves. Maybe relaxing on in the land that he is now in. He's sure that he'll come up with many a fun adventure or theme to go about in the future. But for now, he rests. Rest. Something Remy has not known for a long time. After years of torment after torment, heading to a place of peace, find your happiness in your solitude, in what lies in front of you, the great unknown with your patron at your side and you always have yourself. Is there anything else you would like to say? I would say Remy probably toasts a drink to the glorious future that will unfold before him. 
Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oriana. What does your return look like? And what does Oriana's look like after a celebrated victory? Oriana. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. That's okay. I thought I unmuted. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so what I was saying, muted. <laughs> Oriana had made a promise to herself that she would never go home. And that's true. She never returned to her childhood home. And instead, she has her things brought to her because she goes with Encina back to that town to rebuild. And there she finds the family she always dreamed of. She found family in those she traveled with. They were her first true friends, family even. She doesn't fully hold his actions against him, Remy. She, in her own way, understands him. If she hadn't had the mind that she did, or their logic, she too may have given in to something like that. But if she does ever see him again, there will be hell to pay. For walking away, at least. But again, she understands. She doesn't hold on to that. Instead, she, she builds a new life for those in that community. She finds family within Sina and their mother. She begins working and corresponding with the kingdom, working with uh, Freya in no way through communications and visiting when she can. And eventually she brings on an assistant who she may or may not have developed feelings for. And he is another part of the story that we'll find out later, but he's a good start to healing her broken heart. To healing her. And finally, she has found her place in the world. Living and, a lead life. Oh, go ahead, Oriana, please. <laughs> All I was going to say is, after that battle, Achilles was fixed. It helps out as well. 
mending. You spent your whole life mending a family that felt broken from the moment it was created. A burden placed on a child's shoulders of being perfect in the wee morning years of their life. You found adventure. You found true friends. You found your found family in less time than any sort of relationship could have ever popped up between you and your parents. You find community, you find healing, you find growth, you find change and love as you grow into the beautiful human who she is always destined to become. Woe. What does woe do? After saying goodbye to everyone, uh, woe returns to her Oma and her siblings. And uh, I think woe's become addicted to going out to explore it. And so woe asked her Oma if she could go visit the home country of Welkerdark in the Splitting Isles. And for a time, that's where Woe stays. Where Woe is now is a mystery. She could be in any forest, anywhere on the planet. Just exploring things, eating new things, and writing home every once in a while to pray up and to worry about her. There's no way. Every once in a while, you guys will receive a letter from Woe saying what she's eaten, maybe new teas she's found. And if you smell the letter that Woe sends you every so often, it smells like the flower. Woe. growth in this short time you have grown from a shy hiding under the table weepy little girl with the world at her fingertips to a strong independent woman who is permanently fixated into the nature of Suntura. Whoa, you walk so easily between the lines. Material plane, Feywild, astral plane, it is all nature as you grow and envelop yourself and travel out. You gain experience through you gain experience at the welter dark location 
gain as much information as you can, and then arm yourself with the one thing you always can rely on, is the plants around you. Click clack. Yes. Your mind is one that I feel like I know where you would be heading first. And I believe that is home. Yes. No hesitation. Gotta go. You make sure your friends arrive in their home safely, reach Cap Creek, and then split ways with your friends so that you can head home as quickly as you can. And just a day after walking into a home that was quiet, filled with coughing, coughing and handfuls of berry stems and a pantry filled with every herb within a thousand mile radius to attempt anything to help beep get well you return to a home filled with laughter and smiles, a wife and a son, alive and in each other's arms, waiting for you to return. And you have returned with a golden petal in your pocket. Giving this golden petal to your son, who has been ailing since the moment he could walk. You see the sensation that roared through woe just days ago back in called. This tingling sensation all over his body as his eyes go wide. But his feathers fluff up as he stands a little taller. And from that moment on, Beep is healed. How does Click Clack spend the remainder of his days? I think with Beep healed, Click Clack and Tink Stop running. He doesn't feel threatened by the cult anymore. And there's no need to keep looking for a cure. So they settle down in this house that the and Eat have made. They visit Jordan down the street often or invite her over for tea. 
and they live their life together. Family. Family. The reason for your mission. The reason for your never-ending drive to find the answer has finally come to a stop. And the dream you dreamt back in Cap Creek, all the horrors you faced in your past, knowing it has now all been worth it for the golden future that lies in front of you. He wants life. that to be a second child. He <laughs> wants that sibling to be. And that does happen for Click Clack in the future. That beautiful dream you had comes a reality for you. No way. Yes. What does Noe do when she returns home? First thing she does is go see her children. All 150 of them. <laughs> um, and she'll kiss each one on top of their heads until she gets to Aphrodite. And um, I like to picture she still is in her armor and everything when she first gets there and that her children see this for the first time. And um, I think she would take off her great sword and hold it out to Aphrodite to hold. I will need you to take this to Felix McCuster to keep somewhere safe. And then later on, when you are ready, I will show you how I've used it. How your brother and I had used it. And I do think that after that, she would go see um, McCuster herself and hug him really tight. And then later that day, tell him of her plans to return to General Mossy to help rebuild the city that she had left long ago. And she would, uh, yeah, she would go back eventually um, in a couple months time and uh, permitting that she's able to go to and from the kingdom and take her children with her to see how real people live and how members of the community suffer and how 
they need to be privy to that and that they need to get a dose of the real world um, and give back. So I think that that would be important for her to do. Um, over the years, she keeps in contact with the others. I think that she, her and Encina definitely still have their sparring sessions whenever they are able to reconnect. Um, she would uh, send letters to Woe, true to her word, containing um, patches of garlic tea that she had made herself and pieces of gold and a little note that says, do not eat them all in one place. Um, yeah, I, I just, she just spends her years doing what she had lost sight of, which is um, being there for the people and protecting for the people when needed. And that's it for Noah. Rebirth. A warrior walked off the battlefield and into a castle only to walk out onto a battlefield and return more whole than she has ever felt. Returning home to your children who are nothing but gleeful to see you. Felix, who is overjoyed and holds you so close upon your arrival. You can feel the tightness in his grip as he was so afraid he would never see your face again. As you grow and become a new person, a better fighter, a better mother, a better person, a better leader for Suntura. As she and her kids and Felix travel back and forth to Fort Jan to assist, to rebuild, to reconnect, to redraw what has been erased over the sands of time, and to reclaim what she thought she had lost so long ago, but had always had within her. Encina. Hello. What does Encina do after the quest is complete? Encina... There is so much that happens after their journey is done. Because that journey might be done, but the work has just begun. And Encina goes back to Tarnstead with Oriana and reunites with their mom and works tirelessly and endlessly to rebuild the cult to make sure that every branch of it is is exercised and that all the innocents are brought under protection and made sure that they are allowed to be free again and that they are allowed to practice having faith in themselves instead of dedicating their entire lives to a, 
a being that they couldn't see and that a, into a being that wanted nothing to do with them, wanted nothing but the complete and utter sacrifice of their soul and their body. And Encina works to make sure that Tarnstead and this new found community that they've built finds peace and power within themselves and nothing else. And after a few months, when things are quiet, when things are progressing, Encina takes her mother, Teresa, up to Mount Fournier, where their sect of the cult once lived and operated. She goes up in the middle of winter with her mother, and even through a blanket of snow that is five inches deep, is able to locate where and she buried her sister Annabelle. And both Encina and Teresa sit by Annabelle's grave for hours and say nothing but feel everything. And even though Annabelle is not with them anymore, they can feel her spirit beside them. And Encina leaves all but one coin with a sun on one side and a moon on the other, leaves all but one coin to rest at Annabelle's grave and takes the other single one back with her to Tarnstead. And when Encina finally returns to Tarnstead, she introduces her mother to Castoron, the, the judge of the damned, her god, once her god, who saved her when she originally left the cult, when she had nothing, when she was alone and scared and had discovered a horrible truth that she didn't know how to face on her own. And Encina hangs up that relationship of patron and worshiper, hangs up that relationship for something much sweeter and much more affectionate. And Encina might not be a paladin, might not be an oathbreaker paladin of Castron any longer, but Encina draws her powers from other places, from her community, from herself, from her mother, from Oriana, from her sister. And even though the relationship is a bit unorthodox, given that Castron obviously doesn't live in the mortal plane, they make it work somehow, some way. And Encina still continues to travel. She she doesn't keep her efforts just in Tarnstead. She still wants to work to make the world better and to see it heal. And absolutely still keeps up with uh, a, sp a sparring match with Noe there and again and writes, writes to the others, goes to finally, you know, meet Beep for the first time. Um, or at, reunite with Beep, because Encina's probably met Beep once before, but reunite with uh, Beep and Tank and Click Clack and meet all the 
other lovely people in their village. And I think that's it for Encina. Encina finds peace for after all the years that she'd been running, for all the time that she spent looking over her shoulder, wondering when the day would be that her past would catch up with her. And never in a million years did she imagine it would end like this. But it ends like this. And she's happy. Devotion. You spent your life devoted to your family, devoted to a god who left you with nothing but unanswered prayers. And you walked out on a chance that something magical could happen to you. Something, anything better than what you grew up with. And you found friends, you found your family, you found love, you found vengeance, and now you've found peace. As you can finally do what you've always intended on doing, but now with freedom. Freya. Yep. What does Freya do? Um, Freya goes home with his mother and hangs up his greatsword also as it's not his weapon of choice. But he learned how to use it, and he used it well. And probably takes Aphrodite to the sparring fields to teach her a little bit before Noah really lets her learn. Um, but Freya, I think... Freya definitely kicks his dad out of the castle. Um, he works through his shit that he has with Janice because Janice is his brother and can learn and his father is stuck in his ways and doesn't need to be here anymore. But I think in writing and corresponding with the rest of the group, Freya names them the Suntoran advisors to him because he knows he can't make this place better without the rest of them. And I think it's maybe five years in the future but all of you receive invitations to his wedding with Xander. And he uses the marriage as a way to branch puppet 
and Sunmore back together as one place. So that his mother's dream of rebuilding what she knew as her home could be realized. Um, and there are seats for each and every one of you in the castle, in the throne room, because you guys need a place to sit when you come to talk. Um, and I think Freya also does a little more than write to Woe. I think he shoots sending messages sometimes because it's easier than writing. Um, but he knows she's out having adventures and doesn't take it personal if she doesn't show up. Um, but I think, I think Freya sits, sits on the throne, though doesn't call himself a king. I think that's the end of Freya's story. adventure all you've wanted from the time you were a small satyr was to journey on into the trees and see what the world had in store for you you spent your life preparing for anything that the wilds may throw at you you have returned with stories with friends with family with purpose. As adventure is always out there. Adventure is something you hold on to and you let it take you wherever it is planning on taking you to this journey we call life. And this is where we are going to end our campaign. Thank you all so, 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 so much for listening in to this 14 parts. Hopefully you listen to all 14 parts. If you didn't, you need to go back and listen to all 14 parts. But thank you so much for listening in on this lovely series. I had an absolute pleasure DMing for all of you. And I thank you for living and breathing in my world. Thank you, CJ. Thank you for such a great story. Really fun. Loved it. It was amazing. Absolutely. Derek, where can our podcast listeners find this episode? Y'all can find us Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch more. You can find our entire first campaign, which was done live on Twitch every Friday, which was horrendous for all of us because we all wanted to die. <laughs> um, but we loved every second of it on our YouTube. You can find information about the world on our Tumblr, which is queersandspearsdnd.tumblr.com. And you can find us on Instagram 
Twitter. I'm not calling it X because it's stupid. Um, TikTok and uh, Blue Sky. And any other, you know, any other social medias that end up popping up, you can find us there. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, This was such an amazing story, as I have come to expect with CJ as a DM. And who knows? Maybe this isn't the last time. CJ will be playing God in the world of Saluna. But you can catch us on September 15th with the premiere of Campaign 2 of Queers and Spears, the world of Saluna, Defiance. We'll see you guys then. On to our next adventure. Onwards and upwards. Goodbye. Bye. 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 B